Hello, witches. This is Kara Kovacs, and this is Business Witch. As a third-generation witch, at least, and a business and life coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, I teach you how to make money and magic as liberatory practices. Because when we know, seek, and embrace our full potential, we create a better world for everyone. Here you'll find tools, conversations, spells, and inspiration that take you from waiting to creating so you can build the business and life you're oh so worthy and capable of having. Let's go. Hello, witches. We have another very fun guest episode. It's my first time with three guests, and we are so lucky to be graced with their presence. Perhaps you're already a subscriber, but if not, you're going to be by the time you finish this episode. It's my (laughs) pleasure to welcome the hosts of the What's Your Sign podcast, Julia Loken, Stevie Goldstein, and Lisa Shanu. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello, witches. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. Do y'all self-identify as witches? Should we should we clear that hmm. up? Dive in. You know, I recently heard on someone say on another podcast that they politically identify as a witch in terms of like what it means for people to go like, oh, I'm a, a difficult Un undesirable woman, <laughs> undesirable. That's making it sound way too harsh. I don't mean it that way, but the like, the empowering, but also the kind of like dangerous implications in that of saying like, because it is, it is, we need to identify and stand in solidarity with that kind of like archetype. Mm-hmm. I like this like politically, which I don't necessarily be like, I, but I also don't necessarily feel witchy. Mm. I think I would say yes. I've also like in an internet perspective have had witch in my handle forever. Mm-hmm. So it'd be weird if I think I said if You're I was like, like nah. nah. <laughs> but I think witch too. It's like, well, I work with the planets, I use herbs. I, I think if if the Salem witch trial happened today, I'd be burned. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a yes, but yeah, no, it's a yes. I don't know. And I think because for me, I associate it with Wicca and I don't want to be disrespectful Mm. to that as a religion. Mm -hmm. But I would say I wouldn't mind being called it. Mm -hmm. I just (laughs) wouldn't go around being like, I'm a witch. (laughs) I think the way that I would define it, which we've never actually done on the podcast before, is engaging with ritual practices with intention and then also some of the political implications yeah. mm-hmm. brought up but i have two scars on my neck that i've had since i was a child they go all the way around and i remember as a little girl looking in the mirror at them and being like somebody hung me yes <laughs> i love that <laughs> i love that that's that's witchy as hell dude i mean i had i remember i got this spoon from like my mom does interior design and she gets random shit from clients and she's like this guy wanted you to have this no someone i never met before it's like old irish guy and it was this tiny irish spoon and it had the like symbol that's on charmed the tv show Mm -hmm. and i was like well that's it i'm blessed i'm blessed with powers now you were initiated i was initiated by what i imagine is some like irish warlock who was in his castle in the 
Chicago suburbs and was like, ah, I know who needs this tiny spoon, a future, the a little future spaghetti witch, witch. <laughs> <laughs> to twirl her pasta off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that I wanted to have you all on to talk about was this idea of building a community and a brand around an idea and around something that I think, like, at least in my audience, people feel really strongly about. It's astrology. We love astrology on this. Mm-hmm. I think astrology is a tool of witches, but you could also argue that it's like a philosophy um, or a, a, I even like a science. I think it's, it's so much like geometry to me sometimes, but um, I'm curious how y'all got started. Tell us your origin story. Tell us what it looks like to build something that how long, how many years has it been now? It's will be six in February. So yeah, yeah, we're in five. So the podcast is an Aquarius. We mm-hmm. started on Eclipse. Mm-hmm. Intentionally. No. No. It's funny how that works. I don't think we knew. <laughs> yeah. I don't we think weren't... we knew about Eclipse energy really that much at that. I didn't mm-hmm. for sure. Certainly not. Certainly not that it wouldn't be that it would be like a, a real decision to start something on an Eclipse. Definitely. Totally. I don't think I mean, we I'm glad knew. we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but it would be probably warned against, I would think, if we had gone to someone although i don't know i think maybe this is hindsight in looking at it but i do think there is something where it's like it exist it didn't exist and then it existed and i think that that is like Mm -hmm. an eclipsey kind of threshold that you can't uncross because you can't un undecide to start a podcast you can decide to end a podcast you can decide that you like don't want to do it anymore but like once it's created it is a thing that you now have to like make decisions around and that feels very eclipsey to me Mm-hmm. Not, I do a, again, remember, not intentionally, but I remember sitting at my house and we were talking about starting it. And I think we recorded three episodes or something. And then we were talking about Mercury retrograde and trying to avoid it. And so I think that was part of the reason we chose the date we did. So I think mm-hmm. we just like chose Mondays and then we we're like, well, Mercury's going to go retrograde soon. So we better like get it started before. Like, it would be weird mm-hmm. to start an astrology podcast in a Mercury retrograde. But again, a gl- eclipse and it just ended up working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that starting this project is unlike many projects that I've done in in that sense of it was like you do. We are just like starting and going and setting something up and saying yes and just seeing where it goes. You know, I think like we didn't know Stevie really at the beginning of of this podcast stevie was someone that i had met at a party on can we can we say yes on, oh yes this on is cool. pod, can we name drop we i met stevie on sarah silverman's rooftop at a rooftop party um and really the only cool thing i've like ever done but i'm glad it was that one <laughs> <laughs> but we we started talking about astrology immediately and um ended up having a really fun time together that night and we were like this is someone that we want to be friends with um and uh, I got recruited. I think, yeah, I was like, she came to my birthday and I was like, I really like this person. And uh, Lisa and I had been talking about wanting to do something like this, kind of throwing the idea of an astrology something around because it's something that we had been talking about with each other a lot. We knew each other from stand up and um, but not sure what the like format looks like. And I think that this was also at a time in podcasting when there was a lot of interview podcasts. There was a lot of you know, one person kind of like talking, but it was a Mm -hmm. very, um, I would say 
kind of a, I don't know if open space is the right thing. It was still kind of a, a trope that everybody had a podcast, but I do think it was a place where you went to just kind of talk. And it was that kind of thing where people, you, the recognition that people were interested in hearing people just having conversations about a topic that they were interested in more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that like the, having a format for it was a thing that was really like hard to, to come up with. And then just deciding like, well, what if we're just talking about, what if we're just talking about astrology and then bringing uh, Stevie in as someone that we didn't quite know, but going like, okay, well, we like this person. We talk about astrology. Let's see if this works out. And the three of us met and, you know, I, you guys can chime in on this too, but I mean, both <laughs> and we're here both, now. Tor- both Tauruses and had shared placements and had all of this stuff in common. And it just was really, really synchronistic. And then, you know, we came up with the name and that wasn't taken too, which also felt like a immediate mm-hmm. kind of permission slip to go like, okay, well, let's, okay, let's do it. Now we have no, there's no like, um, I feel like a lot of times in a thing you you come up with something and then oh that's already taken and so we have to like redirect and do all this and there was no need to kind of redirect or or have to adjust any of those things so I think we were able to start really quick in that way to just be like okay it's going we didn't yeah. ask many questions I feel like yeah. it just was just a go we also don't go back and listen to those beginning episodes because <laughs> we didn't really know what we were doing or talking about. I mean, it's fun, but it's cringe for sure. And I think anything from five years ago would be. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, but we always tried to, I think a lot of the things we've tried to like hold on to as far as building community is making things personal and talking about our lives and being honest about what's happening and the world and our lives and stuff and Mm -hmm. then also because we're all comedy people like making it fun and funny and not taking everything too seriously allowing ourselves to experiment make mistakes and you know either keep them in or edit them out kind of things and um so I think that really helps um I feel like community is something where you have to be open um like if you think about like a community garden you can't tell people like you can't come like this is only like this or whatever it's like this is an open space and if there's enough room for you to plant you're allowed to plant and so Mm -hmm. I think it's obviously we've had you know issues with boundaries with fans and followers and those kind of things and we've had to create our structure around those kind of things but it's like been a learning curve and trying to do everything in a way that's kind and personal and just open Mm-hmm. And it's such a good having and I came from like doing radio, like college radio, and I had an independent radio show in L.A. before I met the gals and was like, yes, like, what the fuck is the podcast? Like, let's do this thing, which is just talking. But it's also a great excuse to talk to people you want to talk to. Like, I mean, getting to have Susan Miller over at Julia's apartment is bizarre. You know, <laughs> like it was like a, it was like a bizarre out of body experience, but it happened because we had just had a space to say like we want to talk to you about this come here and I'm sure you, you know I've listened to this show we're on right now and like it's so cool to hear the varied opinions and voices that are all centered around a similar topic and yeah now we're we're here and the other part too that sort of came from podcasting or just starting to do it more regularly was Then people being like, well, I want readings from you guys. Mm -hmm. So then we were doing group podcast readings. We don't have them on now. Maybe we will again. That was the other structure boundary thing. Then we were 
staying up past recording to record all these chart personal chart readings for people in the style of our podcast, um, which are really cute. Now that I'm thinking they are <laughs> that yeah. God, like that yeah. concept. Um, yeah. But it was a lot. And it's like it, it we are indie. And I think that's the other thing to note, too, is there can be chances to go on networks or collaborate with brands or things. And you do have to say no to some stuff, because sometimes those things that sound like they're going to be great things or deals aren't a lot of the time. So it's yeah. also knowing where to lean in and say yes and where to step back and say no. And also listening to your audience. I'm like, hey, like they want readings from us now. Like we keep getting comments like, where can I buy this? Where can I do this? And so I think too, just trying it out. And I'm like, yeah, we realized that structure was like, oh, fuck, we need to do this in a different way or taking less at a time or charging more or whatever it is. But um, that was unexpected. Like that's sort of pushed you know, a totally different angle, but also we were self-teaching with storytelling of astrology. Cause like, how do you feel about your cancer moon is going to give me a lot more info. Books are great, you know, and other researchers are great. You need, we need it all, you know? Mm -hmm. I think too, I mean, what you were saying, like we get a lot of opportunities, quote unquote, of things <laughs> where you're really wanting to take from us. And mm -hmm. and not give a lot and stuff. And I think most of almost everything that we've done, people we've partnered with, like sh live show stuff, we've been it's been there's been mutual respect. And we've been I feel like we've been pretty like we're not like advertising a, pro a ton of products we don't use. We're not like mm -hmm. we're trying to stay moral and whatever and maybe that's why we're not like joe rogan or whatever but, like, <laughs> we're like trying to stay with who we are and that like makes a big mm -hmm. difference yeah yeah i mean i think that also translates to like knowing you personally and the idea of community uh there were a few things that came up while you were talking. The first is I had an astrology podcast five years ago and I don't know if the people who listen to this podcast know that because I deleted it from the internet because it is very cringe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact. Yes. The recordings are nowhere. I have no idea. What was it called? Mercurial Musings, Virgo. That's okay. cute. I like that. That's cute. And it was fun. I mean, and then the other thing I was going to say that I feel like I'm getting from talking to y'all is highly recommend starting a podcast because it's true. You just get to talk to cool people and have these meaningful conversations. And it sounds like this organic way in which it got to form itself is so unique when people come into a business or a creative endeavor and they have like a clear end game that if they don't hit it, they internalize all this kind of like negative self-talk and a, a project like this really creates so much spaciousness to be in reciprocity with the people who enjoy it in a way that not a lot of other models I feel like really have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know there's days you don't want to record right like you're like stressed or it's hot out or just it's an off we are humans with off days but then also every time by the end talking to you guys I always feel better <laughs> like even if I come yeah. on like especially during the fucking COVID yeah. yeah like I'd be it'd be very curious to go back to listen to the 20 the very specifically 2020 episodes because it was just us connect like, we're so isolated and it's just been this space that we've built has been a, a friendship learning astrology that and more tv sparkling water you know periods space 
like menstrual periods. Um, and also, yeah, like, I don't know. I think that's where I forget. Sometimes it's like a brand or a business because it is just a, it's a hang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're also a little shady and I am on my mm. period. So thank you for bringing it up so that yes. we can have space to just make sure everything we ever do. We talk about we it. talk about a period. Yeah, we're clocked. Our <laughs> yeah. cycles are cl- are clocked. I just wrapped up, so we have to mention. Well, I'm 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 off the clock right now. So hey, <laughs> hey mine are mine are really off and on too. Like I've been having not I'm not regular anymore. I don't know what's going on. Julia's pregnant. Just yeah, I was like I'm fine. <laughs> so I'm no 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 for me this year. Um, but I think we also had a really big. I, I wouldn't have known that this was the thing, but I think having built into our podcast being that we were learning and that we were interested in kind of um, un- uh, revealing the process, I think has also let us be really transparent and really like cringe in this way to go like, well, yeah, we said we explicitly said like, hey, we're we're le- you're learning with us and we want you to be with this and like hear how that grows and evolves. And so I think it also let us kind of be experimental and free and talk about ourselves personally. But it also goes like, oh, yeah, then we just like see where this goes the way that, you know, you kind of can't you can't in a lot of other ways if you aren't setting it up as like a learning teaching kind of Mm -hmm. situation. Um, But I do think that that gave us a lot to be able to. I don't know, just play and grow and and not feel like we had to have one thing figured out and we're going to one thing there because we're like, we don't we don't even we're we're so excited about this thing still. We don't even know what what possibility could go up. We knew starting it that astrology was going to be kind of like an endless topic that you could address. And there were so many ways that you could go with it. But um, yeah, I think having something something that you're like learning and and interested in and mm-hmm. yeah. And I think, too, for anyone listening, going like, but how did they get listener? Like, but then how did that happen? I mean, I know the first early days, like I was at a very boring desk job, just emailing anyone that would write a review or article about us. We were giving out free stickers if you wrote a podcast review for us because that bumps you in the algorithm. Um, some I don't know, like I don't have like tons of podcast advice, but I can't remember who shared this long ago. It might have been an article or whatever, but it was just be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah, just we if it's a holiday, you're still getting an episode. It's a re-release, but it's going to be Monday at three thirty-three a.m. Pacific time, like on mm-hmm. your desk. It's always it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Especially now we have such a backlog. You know, it's like oh, a cancer episode from twenty twenty-one probably going to hit still. Mm-hmm. So like, here you go. But I think I think the monotony downtime of just or if even um similar podcasts or like ones that were about beauty or ones that were in like the kind of wellness or whatever space. Like I'm just going to be a f- spam bot and follow all these people that are already listening to podcasts that are about this. So um, I think you do have to do something, <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. can like, you can make it and put it out, but, but and then also guests too, because you're both then sharing your audience and space to, to grow and amp it up together. But you do have to, you do have to, reach out and i know like we get a lot of reach out that we're like no 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 yeah. but it's not always no sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's it helps cool it helps too to have people like it having three is great because the investment type things like stickers at the beginning or whatever when you are setting up there is overhead and like 
-hmm. we have zoom recording and we can kind of do it now but we were we were not we had equipment equipment and we were meeting in person and all that stuff takes time and money and so having the support of two other people is really helpful Mm. in that regard obviously it means their earnings are split too but like it you know if it's something that you feel like you can't do on your own then it's like financially too much then find someone that can share the load with you Mm -hmm. well i think that's like built-in community of it too where it's like we've decided that us three us having conversations with each other and with other people is more uh in enlivening and creatively fulfilling than going oh i would rather have all of this money to myself or something like doing all of the work Mm -hmm. or doing all the thing it's like no this is a this is about creating a conversation with each other and with other people too and encouraging that to happen too and it i think it is like the more not necessarily the more the merrier because it's just too many too many microphones but that like yeah having having this be about a group Mm mm-hmm I think too that there's something to that you said that I see from things that become very successful is that there is a non-attachment to it becoming very successful. Like when I work with people who have so much angst about the quickness or like their perception mm. of the quickness of results or subscribers or analytics or return Mm -hmm. on investment or whatever. It's because there's pressure on the thing to provide them with something in their life. Like I want to be able to pay my rent with this and then it's not happening. And now I'm in this position of being like really stressed out that this thing that I built to pay my rent is not paying my rent. And you cannot build a business like that because yeah. it's mm-hmm. so much pressure and you're working against yourself that like the love and the freedom and the flexibility to be like, hey, welcome to our journey where you're watching us figure it out only comes from non-attachment to it needing to pay your bills immediately. And when people come to me and they're like, coach me on business building like I think it's a huge act of love to have a supplementary income while you're building a business infrastructure. And like a lot of business coaches would be like, you don't have the time and bandwidth to like fully dedicate mm-hmm. to the thing if you don't do that. And, you know, I was taught that way in the beginning. And it, that is true to an extent. Like it can be hard to uh, really give it 100% of your energy. But what is much harder is hinging your financial security on your creative project. And it definitely mm-hmm. messes up the frequency with which you approach the work. I think for sure, because we have all worked in entertainment and performance and stuff where I think there is kind of a a thing where like, I'd rather like the thing. Like I'd Mm -hmm. rather do well at the show. I'd rather actually enjoy the artwork and the song and the things rather than like have it be, be carried out on the shoulders of others or whatever i mean of course you know we all want the it's leo season after all but um (laughs) i think that like helps manage expectations in a way and like i've just i've also worked in restaurants for so long it's like you just want to like make sure people have a nice time it's Mm -hmm. not always about like yeah i mean you know Mm -hmm. people's cards to and sometimes you just have to comp a check you know what I mean like it's about making sure that you you did we did okay or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that is just a lot I think starting with that mindset just is already that already stresses I feel the stress of thinking that or like going in with this has to save me mm-hmm. essentially where 
Yeah, imagine um, doing that in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, mm-hmm. well, it's like, I don't even know if this is a good yet, or I like this, or this is something, or that people are taking to it, or that we have to adjust, you know, the format or do any in any of these things. I'm sure I've quoted this a million times on our pod, but Psychic Long Ago says sometimes you just need to have two trains running on side by side tracks, and the runaway train will run away when it's time. When- Mm-hmm. When it runs away, when it's when it's been built to this thing. And we've had amazing like, you know, we've got to do these YouTube recaps for TV networks and that can and get these big checks. And you're like, whoa. And then sometimes you're like, where is everybody? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where where's those things yeah, that we got? You know, flows. flows. So you are like, oh, my God, it's dried up in the like ebb. That also mm-hmm. comes with a creative frequency. It's like. Mm-hmm. I'm here because this is the only thing I could be doing, not because I need mm-hmm. you to pay me for it so I can live my life. And I think that that has made me more financially successful than thinking about it ever alternatively. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I think it is so easy to get away from the thing that you actually like about it or the thing that it, that brought you to it in the first place. And I think a lot of times people want to do something because not because they like it, but because they think that it can be a successful thing. They've seen other people go, this is this mm-hmm. thing. Oh, I want to do that thing. And I think timing is also a thing too, not to say like that's not there. But I think that, you know, especially we are an astrology podcast. We talk about timing and all of that too. And and just noticing, noticing and being grateful for the synchronicities and the way that like maybe if we had started this at a different time, it might not have gone that way. And so just being kind of like, I don't know, tapped into that feels feels cool. And I'm and just kind of like in awe of that instead of it being a, a thing for anyone to be like, well, how do you how do you figure that out for yourself? You can't. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, I don't know, I guess it's the like, I don't know, there's so many. We just wanted to talk about astrology, really like that. Thing Always too. And I think talk about it astrology. Is, it is really what we like come back to all of the time, too, is that like, honestly, well, it's like, well, yeah, something dries up. I would I like this to be going better or worse? Sure. But I'll, ultimately, I still just want it's because I want to talk about this. I want to talk about astrology all the time and I want more opportunities to do that, more ways to do that and whatever. And so I think just having that that like making sure that you have a thing that you are actually reminding yourself that it's a thing that you like doing. And yeah. like Lisa, like Lisa said of like enjoying the thing, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. I'm, you know, I'm a cat moon. So that's, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm always like, this needs to be, this needs to be a thing if this isn't going somewhere. And I go like, well, what, what, what's even the vehicle that we're in? Like, that's, I don't, <laughs> you don't even have a place that you want to go. You're just feeling this pressure mm-hmm. and, and that's, I think, a thing like fighting it that internally is really helpful. Mm, I love that. Let's talk about astrology. Okay. <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> um, I Well, I had said that I want to talk to you all about, I think that people use it in a way that actually disempowers them. And that mm-hmm. makes me feel like heartbroken. And what I'll say is even for myself right now, I'm astrology and I are having a moment. I'm so obsessed with astrology that I don't think I've ever studied any other kind of tradition with more like presence and kind of like a voracious hunger that never seems to go away. Um, and simultaneously, I spent this entire year like leading up to the Saturn uh, Mars opposition that happened in late July, like having anxiety about that week because it was directly opposing. I have a stellium in Virgo in my second house. So mm-hmm. it's like directly opposing a lot of personal planets. And I was like, 
can't do anything that week. Like I'm taking that entire week off. Mm. And like, sure, there were things in that week that were like sort of annoying, but nothing really major happened. And I had this realization that I'd been using predictive astrology to like put unnecessary anxiety into my future. And mm. I was like, I need or talk to yourself back. out of it. Hmm? Yeah. So for the first time, I mean, listen, I'm also, I'm having a Venus retrograde in my first house. Like I'm like paying attention, but I realized like the presence with which I was paying attention was not supporting me. Mm -hmm. I'm curious your thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. All the time. "Mm -hmm." Yeah. Yeah, This is a a common theme. I I go through phases of like, where I'm like, I don't even think I like this. And then it's like you you just have to kind of give yourself space to have other, I think, other spiritual practices and other interests that mm-hmm. you can take yourself away from it a little bit so that when I come back to record, I'm not like, the moon sucks or what you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can be like, at least engaged and and I talk about, I think, all the time on the podcast about what transits upcoming make me feel really anxious i the pluto moving into aquarius like moving towards my midheaven 10th house i've had a bunch of like job shit happen over the last five years i think we all have there's been a fucking pandemic (laughs) but like (laughs) it gives me so much anxiety and it makes me feel so scared and stuff and then like when it actually happened for that little dip that it took i had so many great things happen to me And I was like, oh, I've been worrying, just thinking about only the negative things that this can bring. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I think it is. And also, I think astrology, especially in the modern age, I think there's a thing built in where, like, if you're having trouble seeing anything positive coming for you or you're looking at things and you're only feeling anxiety, like, guess what? You can actually just go look at the stars and moon. And like, I think that is really beautiful because I, the way it was studied in ancient times, the two things were so much more tied together because we didn't have electricity and light and all of those things. And now I think we kind of sometimes forget about that second part of it, of the actual stuff moving in the sky, the beauty of it, the act, what it actually looks like. Mm. It's like thinking about going to the beach and then you get there and you're like, I forgot how fucking beautiful this is and how like how cold the water is and how like hard it hits against your leg or whatever. And uh, thinking about it and actually feeling it or being there. And I think Mm. we we are in a unique position to be able to like put the phone aside, drive up to a thing and like just even if it's like not that far and all you can see is the moon, like look at the moon, try to look at the little faces that we used to find as a kid Mm. and all that kind of stuff. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you're like literally looking up. I feel like it's hard to like look up, physically put your head up and like stare into the expanse of the sky and go like nothing. Like think about your same whatever was making you anxious before. I've like noticed that just like physically like the somatic response of going like, okay, I'm looking at like help up here or whatever (laughs) is like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm I'm little. This is little. These are big. These have been here forever. And this is where everyone has looked for all of time to go like, 
oh, I need like when you are at your at your wits end, you also do that same kind of like <laughs> physical and when thing. you win. And yeah, like, and it's, it's you know when you so see it's, yeah. It's also well, like that map that's been moving for your whole life and stuff. It's very like mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. I, I I try my best to divorce the two things. Although I also think it is just like it's a it's a relationship and just like anything else, whether you're going to kind of go through phases with it. And when you are, you know, in your in your new relationship energy with astrology, it's very easy to be, you know, seeing all of these good things and you're finding all of this stuff and you're loving it and you're seeing the connections and this. And then finally you see a transit that's coming that you go like, oh, wait, I kind of thought and you don't think this literally consciously but there's a part of you that goes like oh wait i forgot that now i'm gonna know about difficult transits coming up and it's that like well you can't unknow this but also what do we do with that information and i think that that is i think that happens to us whether we follow astrology or not and you have we all are finding ways to go like you know you get a prediction whether it be a weather a stock market kind of thing something knowing knowing more is like the cost of knowing more and knowing that things can go wrong and all of that and so how do we deal with that anxiety kind of normally but i think it's um i think a like practical thing that i do is if i'm feeling anxiety about something i kind of i'm like okay the the knowing this thing is coming isn't going to help me in dealing with it but i'm going to know it happens so i can look back Mm-hmm. And go like that's when I go, okay, this is a look back astrology kind of moment, not a look forward because I don't know. I'm getting anxious about the details that I can't know until it's happening. But I know, I know now what's happening and I can go, mm-hmm. okay, this was a Mars Saturn opposition. I'm going to look back at this and go, oh, that makes, that makes sense. But the, the looking forward, just like anything, you know, you have anxiety about, uh, a, a date, a party, a, a big paper that you have coming up or whatever, knowing knowing that something is coming inherently creates that tension around it. And so it's about, I think, sitting with your own. You mean dread? Yeah. And it's like <laughs> that, you know, all of the way, all there's all the kinds of Instagrammy ways that we can say, you know, anxiety is just creative energy, you know, put in this mm-hmm. way. But I think the more than the point of astrology is to be more in touch with your own cycles and and each other and all of that. So going like, oh, this is a thing, even going, oh, here's a pattern for me to notice for myself. When I see these kinds of transits, I get anxious. So here's what I can do for this. That's not astrology's fault because astrology, oftentimes we don't, whatever you could think of in the book isn't actually how it plays out. And when it plays out, you go, oh, actually, that was great. I loved this. That Mars, <laughs> I, who, who would have thought Mars Saturn was like learning how to literally walk on a tightrope and I'm now I'm a tightrope person or whatever like so you know something (laughs) something wild but I think like just remembering all of this is like for for your benefit and whatever you're feeling is also for you too to go like you know oh I'm having I'm having anxiety whether I had whether I knew about astrology or not like second house money stuff is giving me anxiety what how can I be present for that because I can't control what the planets are doing but I can be with myself yeah Agreed. I think we talk about that a lot too, of like using it as a retrospective tool a lot of the times if if that future is getting scary, like or thinking about the future is getting scary for you. And something I always think about, and maybe it is my Aries moonness where I just get being bored of most things, being afraid, being, you know, whatever, <laughs> being angry. And I'm like, let's move through. It's just, oh, I lived life before knowing any of this stuff. 
And mm. that was fine. You know, <laughs> there, there's a lot of other people out here functioning in the world who are very unaware of the astrology and having, you know, a good time. But also because we know these things, like would I schedule this on this Mercury retrograde day? If I have the choice not to, I won't. But also I'm just working with what I got. Sometimes you have to do things during Mercury retrograde. Sometimes you have to do things during Venus retrograde. You'll be fine. It's just, mm-hmm. it might be a little different than you expected, but I think that's also why astrologers get a lot of shit talking because, you know, it'll be Trump's indicted. You know, we can look back and be like, oh, this really makes sense with the astrology. It's like, well, well then why didn't you literally say it was going to be a Trump indictment? Some people do, but, you know, a lot of people just know there's going to be something big and dramatic and like mm-hmm. that can be a lot of things. And so. He- a certain kind of sentiment when you take that and you're like, oh no, something big and dramatic. To me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Like some <laughs> cool. things might even just be more societal impacts versus in your own chart. And also some people's charts are love when things are, I have a lot of squares in my chart. I don't, I like when things are shaking at me, knock on fucking wood, like don't shake it <laughs> too much. But I think some people's charts too, like if you're really conjunct or have a lot of trines, those rougher square times might feel a little more shaky if you're a person mm-hmm. with a lot of, of squares those really peaceful trying times might feel like where's the where's the shit that's supposed to shake up my life so i think to your chart is going to naturally flavor that thing but like just don't look at look away is my is like you can step away and come back to to astrology at any time yeah i think that it's a practice if people in your life know it's an interest or Obviously, with us, we like broadcast it, but um, <laughs> literally it is something that is also like an act of service is looking at how those transits affect you and then being able to have compassion when people come to you with problems. I have people mm-hmm. that in my life that don't know. I mean, they know their sun sign and stuff that will ask me questions and I will look at their chart and be like, oh, you have Pluto on the Ascendant today. No wonder mm-hmm. you're like, I'm at my wit's end. You're the only person I can ask about this because uh, it feels, it's intangible. I don't know why I feel like this kind of question. And it's not something I can go to a doctor with. It's not It's not like a physical problem. It's not a money thing. It's not at work. I just feel so much right now. And mm-hmm. it's not like a therapist problem. It's just, uh, what is it? And to see that and be able to say like, Right. Like I said, I just had a bunch of anxiety about a Pluto transit myself. Like I can relate to that and being able to provide a service in that way by Mm -hmm. reflecting on yourself and how things, how patterns work and stuff. Being able to tell people this too will pass this. You've like what Stevie said, you've lived a life before this thing and you'll have much life after as well. So I think it is it's definitely difficult because sometimes, you know, people are like, what's with the moon or whatever? And you're like, oh, it's actually you. That's uh, <laughs> the problem. But, uh, well, we want. But, well, and the moon doesn't owe you anything yeah, yeah. either. Like you work with, the. it's back to that reciprocity thing. It's like, we were just talking about this in our Patreon discord, you know, all, an acquaintance now unfollowed on my end was like, if manifesting is real, where are my keys? Can you all manifest it for me? And it's like, nah, like this is already like, don't imagine if you actually asked someone to help you search your keys and you asked in that way. Do you, you think you lost your keys and now you're it's about manifesting? The action I know it's, you my took problem was to yeah. lose your keys. That's the action you took. 
Yeah. Like, I get out of here. That if you pray to Jupiter, Jupiter uh, is the finder of lost items. So when I lose things, I do actually pray to Jupiter to help me find them. <laughs> Which is, but, but you're now like awesome. Jupiter. You better fucking help me find if my not, keys. You don't and then, yeah, and then you go Jupiter. Ju- I can't believe you guys think Jupiter is a thing. Where it's like, get out of here. Yeah. Well, I think everybody also every and all of us. Everybody, yeah. everybody wants answers. And I think again, when you mm-hmm. first start learning about astrology, you are mostly looking past because learning how to predict and do learn how things interact with. You're looking at your natal chart. You're look, you're reading about your individual placements, which is stuff that happens kind of statically. And then when you learn about everything moving around, there's so much more. And then it, then you realize, oh, it is hard to say without sounding like what you said, Stevie, of being like something big and sc- something big is going to happen. It could be bad. It could be good. It actually is probably going to be both depending on your chart. People don't want that. People don't want to hear the, the yeah. truth about what it is that you're saying. They want you to say, this is what's going to happen on this day. And it's also mm-hmm. why people criticize astrology, I think, because they go, oh, well, you can't say that, oh, this is what's going to happen for all Tauruses on every day. And it's like, that's not what we're trying to do. You can't, nothing can do that. No, no Mm -hmm. thing other than like the weather in the region. You know, we can say like, here, here's what, here's the general forecast, but I can't, I still can't tell you how that's going to affect your day. You might have stuff to do. You might have nothing to do today. A rainy day Mm -hmm. means nothing for someone who is planning on staying home. But if it's your wedding day, now you have, you know, shit to shit to now consider. you're an Alanis Morissette song yes. and that's <laughs> and that's pretty cool that's how it takes um, awesome <laughs> and isn't and that that's ironic, ironic? Um, yeah it's not ironic <laughs> but I but I think that thing too of like remembering when we're looking for astrology what we might be really looking for is certainty of some kind mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. is it the like that is not what like you said that's the moon doesn't owe us that the planets don't owe us that and they like they probably won't give that to you yes and i give you really strong signs and suggestions sure but a but clear I think, yes or no think, very rarely like in lisa's example too of it to go like there this is a this is a phase this is a moment this is a thing that you is probably maybe it's happened before maybe it's not going to happen and i think i love telling people that in a reading too of saying like hey just so you know this is a once in a lifetime transit that you're in right now so of course you feel that way because you haven't dealt with something like this and you won't have to. Good news. Like, good news is never again. <laughs> this is going to generate enough juice for you that this will extend the rest of your life. That's why we only have transits that last that long. Like, we don't have a Pluto transit every day. Pluto transits are are long because they're juicy like that. But I think remembering that it's also a way to go, oh, here's the reason why I'm feeling like this. It's not my whole identity, my whole thing. It's, this is a, this is a moment in time that all of it. Mm -hmm. I think astrology is one of the few practices too, where, um, like we allow, and I think I'm sure there are other things that we do this, but like we allow the, the young to teach the old and things like that, where it's like, there might be a transit that a young person has gone through that an old person hasn't yet. Or there might be some where we allow to like kind of take the hierarchy out of things as everything just mm. moves in cycles. And that's one of the things I think is really cool because even in, you know, like religion and stuff, there are spaces for youth and spaces where we have, you know, teachers teaching, you know, catechism or whatever the things are. But we're not always talking about how much the teachers learn from doing that thing. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like astrology kind of does allow for stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe there are other yeah. practices like well, that. It just like has, philosophy or something. It has a little perspective bit. so built into it because you can only know your like your chart. And as much as you know, I could describe a sign, I can't be anything other than a Sagittarius. And I only know what it's like to be a Sagittarius. And they say like those things. So you also are uh, constantly going, oh my God, wait, you're actually a cancer? What is that like? Like, don't, you know what I mean? Don't, <laughs> yeah. that feel? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Tell like, me everything. When y'all were talking to you, I had this moment last night for reference for people listening. We're recording this the day after the Venus Kazemi and it happened in my first house. And I've been like looking this whole year towards like, what is Venus retrograde through my first house for that long going to be like, again, another one of those things that I was like mm-hmm. putting a lot of energy into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for also for people listening, like I've been in the past two years exploring polyamory for the first time. And so there's been this huge, like polyamory forces you to uh, do self-work that is deeply uncomfortable. (laughs) It's the, it's some of the hardest work I've ever done. And I think in in this Venus retrograde, I, or in the other Venus retrograde that happened, which was in Capricorn, uh, while I was exploring this dynamic, like there was a lot of fear of like, Oh, how is that going to impact my relationships? And how is that going to impact my ability to engage with this? Because there was so much internal self-confrontation of what it meant to make the choice. And what I could to be poly, I should say, and what I could not anticipate that I realized last night was that it was about me, which is what the Mm. house is. Like I had this realization last night, I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, I feel more at peace and at home and like, totally calm in it than I have Mm -hmm. since I started. And it's because I've reclaimed my self-agency and understanding of why I chose it. And that had nothing to do with my relationships. And I was afraid, is there going to be conflict? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be that? Is there going to be drama? And it's like, oh, I just came back to myself and I feel very chill Mm -hmm. for like the first (laughs) time ever. And I was like, wow, like Venus Kazemi, you know? like (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I thought to myself, you can't plan for how these things reveal themselves to you Mm -hmm. and only experience them. Mm -hmm. And if someone would have told you that that's what a possible Venus retrograde outcome is, you might not have been doing the the work or the necessary. I think sometimes that like grinding internally is the work is preparing for the thing for the like reward at the end of the transit. Not saying that that's what's going to happen for Mm -hmm. everybody with every transit. Some transits I'm sure that you're going to be anxious about and end up being as bad as you think that they are. But that's just like anything. (laughs) I think that's like anything that you do too. Again, where it's like sometimes you know that you're going to have to have like a dental procedure and you're anxious about it and then it fucking hurts because it's dental work or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean Uh, like that. Like, oh, that sucked as much as I thought it was going to suck because that's the thing that sucks. But then maybe your recovery is going to be shorter because you were like, I'm preparing for this to suck. I'm going to get the ice packs. I'm going to make sure I have all the soft foods and stuff. It still is, you know, dental work. It it hurts. You're sore. You're puffy. But it doesn't derail your life. I think that's the thing, too, where it's like letting letting the anxiety be a tool, letting the looking forward be something that you are using in a a way that is feel it's still feeling like you have agency like you have free will and that you can decide how something is going to go but also knowing ultimately i think it 
that's like the the two things that we're always holding in astrology is that you always have you always have free will, you always have a choice, and also there are things that happen that are not up to us. They're up there, and that again, that's why we're always like looking up and going like, what, what, what are these what are these people doing up here? <laughs> and things that live like we're in like the collapse of the United States currently in the same time. Like there's things also out that are of bigger our... than you and not not in yeah. your personal life, and that you can right. be feeling and also be tapped into like that. Yeah, being you know, born into privilege, being born into a certain, you know, all those things all. It's not just if it if astrology was that literal, everyone would be using it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do. That literal, it would be too difficult, I think. To, it would that would also suck mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it, like it would take so much meaning out of our our journeys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It's a science and an art. Um, well, with that being said, (laughs) (laughs) I also, I just wanted to name that I appreciate the way that you weave the current social contexts into the episodes. So for people who are listening Mm. and are like, I want more of that because I think it's something y'all do very well. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah. Or what's your sign podcast available on all podcast platforms. Um, and thank you for that compliment. Cause it's, I think that is a thing people forget about. It's like, yeah, the astrology might be like hot girl summer, but also literally hot girl summer climate change. Like this is hell. So, you know, we also can look out the window and see what the world's looking like too, and look up, but also look around and, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, awareness think- is hot. <laughs> Yeah, I think it goes with being consistent, too. I mean, we are somewhat, I mean, we're stacking things sometimes, but we are somewhat recording as life happens. We try to. So it's that helps us to be tuned in to what's going on. And so you can check us out every Monday to Mm -hmm. tap in yourself um, or follow us on Instagram for more of the funnies. Mm -hmm. What's your sign podcast on all social platforms and we are now we're on youtube on youtube see our faces yeah i know check that out if we launched at a different time we probably would have went straight to video that's the other thing that's changed with the audio medium it's way more video now all of us all of a sudden wonder why not because an app blew up during the pandemic time anyways uh yeah check us out check us out and I'll link also your individual socials in the show notes so that if people want to book readings, yes. yeah, come through. They can reach out to Stevie or Julia if you'd like a reading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> come and to me if you want stand up. <laughs> oh, yeah. And chat and chat. Got to plug Chatterbox yeah. Comedy yeah. Night. Chatterbox Comedy Night every Sunday. The Chatterbox in Covina for the best stand up comedy in Los Angeles. That's. In Los Angeles County. (laughs) (laughs) Any other place you'd like to direct the people before we wrap up today? I think that's that's it. Your heart. Wow. Yeah, back inside. (laughs) You know, I have a friend who asks the question, uh, what color is your heart today? Maybe we can close with that. What color is your heart today? Black and always. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow knew that you were going to say that. <laughs> yes, I thought. I, <laughs> I thought we were going to get the rapid fire, Kara, as a fan of business. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? I have to. I 
Have you I retired have been it? Forgetting to do them. Oh. And the last episode I recorded last week, I was like, oh yeah, I've been forgetting to do them. So we can bring it back, but I'd still like to know what color your heart is. The color of my heart. I I think it's orange. I think it's usually orange. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love orange. I'm getting yellow vibes today, which is unusual mm-hmm. for me. That's not a color that I pick. That is, I was going to say that is not. I know. You're not. I'm, just, I'm the yellow, yellow one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm so I'm glad going. that you're. <laughs> I'm going with my gut and it's yellow today. It can wow. shake, you know. Yeah. What about you, Kara? Your heart? Uh, I think that today my heart is lavender. Nice. Oh, that's Gorgeous. so sweet. It matches Lav- your top. Lavender haze. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a it's a feeling. I don't yes. know. <laughs> so also a flavor. It's also the flavor of lavender. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And usually I do ask rapid fire questions. The most important one of which I think is what is your why? Why do you do what you do? And I think y'all kind of answered that when we started talking about uh, the origin story. But is there Mm -hmm. anything you feel compelled to add to that? Hmm. My my instinct is because it's fun. That's a great one. Yeah, I think... I think taking it out of astrology would be like having a place to talk about something that you're passionate about and encouraging passion and encouraging Mm. enthusiasm. I'm here for the relationship with these two gals. I think I forgot to mention that. And (laughs) I just wanted to say, because I think we have, um, I don't know, we have just such a nice working relationship and friendship. And I'm just so grateful for that. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you all for oh, that. Was my last podcast advice: have different sounding voices. <laughs> I, fucking, I fucking hate when podcasts have two hosts where it's like, you guys, I'm sorry. Even if I like you two, you just sound too similar. So <laughs> not set in stone. Do what you you know, free will again. But that's just my that's just my gripe. And I think we all very we all bring a different flavor to the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell that when you listen to it. So everybody go on over and subscribe and leave a review for my podcast, for their podcast. As they said, it's how you help us with the algorithm. And thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. All right. See you next time, witches. Bye.